from the InfoSecurity Europe Conference and I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group and I'm pleased to be joined by Darren Anstey, Director of Solutions Architect at Arbor Network, a provider of distributed denial of service protection and mitigation products and services. Welcome Darren. Hello. Thank you for talking to me here today. Anonymous and other hacktivists may grab the headlines, but uh, hacktivists aren't real, the real threat organizations face. So there are others, right? Yeah, there's a lot of DDoS attacks going on out there, and there's a whole underlying kind of um, cybercrime um, service industry that uses DDoS attacks for a variety of different purposes. Cybercrime um, is a very lucrative industry, and as with all industries, um, you know, service industries do kind of spring up to help to help them and to make life easier and things like that. And um, there are lots of services out there now that can be used to launch DDoS attacks for a variety of different purposes, for extortion, for disguising, data theft, um, and those kinds of things. Is there anything dominant in, in the type of cyber crimes? Um, I think there's a wide range, to be honest. Every year, Arbor does something called the Worldwide Infrastructure Security Report, where we survey the broader operational security community for what's actually going on out there. And um, we see DDoS attacks being used for extortion, as people would imagine. We see, um, you know, the continuation of ideological hacktivism and things like that. But we are seeing a rise in DDoS attacks being used to disguise data theft, to disguise financial crime, um, market manipulation, those kinds of things. But it's a fairly broad range. Do you see any particular kind of fraud that occurs with uh, DDoS attacks? Um, I think some of the better publicized um, instances where this has occurred have targeted um, the financial industry where attacks have been used to disguise um, fraudulent financial uh, transactions or to disguise um, effectively the theft of money. So the attacks are either launched prior to um, the other type of cybercrime going on to distract security teams so that they don't realize what's happening or they're launched after the um, money has been stolen so that customers can't log into portals to figure out exactly what's happened. Now, today's tools go beyond just mitigating and protecting uh, organizations from DDoS attacks. You're collecting information, you're getting intelligence. Tell us a little, a little bit about that. Yeah, so one of Arbor's key strengths is in um, its research capabilities. We were founded based on research and we've stayed very, very true to that. And um, we invest a lot in making sure that we have a good picture of what's actually going on out there, both you know across the internet in terms of traffic patterns and profiles, and also in terms of looking at how threats are actually evolving. Um, the ACERT team, um, our research team, spend all of their time doing this, uh, this stuff. And one of the key um, tools that they use is something called the Atlas system. And Atlas is a key unique for Arbor. Atlas pulls in data from um, a network of honeypots that we have deployed around the, the world. It pulls in data from third parties with whom we're exchanging information. And it also pulls in data from about 290 of our service provider customers who've opted to share data with us on an hourly basis about the DDoS attacks that they're detecting on their networks. We can collate that data and trend it over time to build up a really detailed picture of what's actually going on out there in terms of DDoS evolution. And we use that information, obviously, to help better protect our customers. And we also share that data with the broader OPSEC community to make sure that they can better protect you know, their organizations. Information sharing, at least in the U.S., is a hot topic. Uh, are you finding there's more cooperation from your customers, not just ISPs, but maybe enterprises, in sharing that kind of information? 
Interestingly, um, we did a survey with the, um, well, we sponsored a survey with the Economist Intelligence Unit earlier this year that looked at how prepared organisations are to actually um, deal with cybersecurity incidents. Um, and one of the things that came out of that was that there doesn't seem to be that much sharing going on um, across um, or, or within verticals in industry outside of maybe the financial sector and also the education sector. They seem to be better at it. That, that, that survey seemed to show that um, only a third of the people that were surveyed actually were willing to share data and in Western Europe that number actually dropped to one in four. But as I said, there are some industries where this is better, financial, higher education, things like that. Why do you suspect that's the case? Um, I think in the financial sector, they're more used to sharing information about um, uh, threats. They're used to sharing data historically about financial fraud and things like that, and therefore sharing information about cyber threats, is it, 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 it's kind of come more naturally to them. They're kind of more used to it. Higher education, again, it's a fairly close-knit community. They all talk to each other about what's going on. They tend to share education networks and things like that. So again, they're more used to sharing data and presenting data across you know, um, organizational boundaries. And I think in other industries, there's still a bit of fear there about um, if I share information, is that going to have an impact to my brand? Is that can have an impact to my organization that I don't necessarily want it to have. Do you know anything that industries such as yours could do to help change that culture and those other industries that are reluctant to share information? Um, I think the key thing here is just to, to talk about the power of sharing cyber intelligence information and how useful it can actually be to help um, detect and mitigate threats. And obviously, we share information that's shared with us back to the OPSEC community, to our customers, and um, you know, uh, to other interested parties effectively and I think people are beginning to understand that it is a very useful way of, of getting hold of good data. Going back to that economist research I mentioned um, a couple of minutes ago, um, the top way in which the organizations that were actually involved in that felt they could better protect themselves from cybersecurity incidents was by getting a better understanding of the threats that are actually out there and obviously sharing information would be key to that. You were talking about different sectors have different cultures. Uh, do you find different areas of the world have different cultures or different attitudes toward information sharing? Um, the survey did pick up some of that. So, as, as I said, it was about one in three globally, about one in four in Europe were actually willing to share data. Um, I don't have any more details to stats off the top of my head, I'm afraid, but th there are definitely cultural differences there, yeah. Well, thank you, Darren. Thank you very much indeed. I've been speaking with Darren Anstey of Arbor Network. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.